This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. It's right in the middle of the week. Thank you for being here with us. Dancing with the Stars is currently on. And we, you know, we miss Tom Bergeron, don't we? Yeah, I love Tom Bergeron. I don't watch and haven't watched the current season of Dancing with Stars. But like a lot of people have sort of seen headlines out of the corner of my eye. But when I saw that Tom Bergeron was speaking out about what led to his untimely departure from the show, I was like, ooh, sign me up because I feel like they did Tom dirty. And he was talking about it on a podcast with... Uh, former Dancing with the Stars pro Cheryl Burke on her Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans podcast, which is quite popular. Now, this takes us all the way back to 2019 when Tom and Aaron Andrews were the hosts of the show. And, you know, you got to remember 2019. So, like, think of the world. This is pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I think the topic of constant discussion at that time was very politics forward. Okay. I'm just going to put it like that beyond just pop culture and entertainment. Right. So there were a lot of, there's a lot of political discussion going on in the world just generally. And, you know, I can kind of relate to this. And I think like, if you love my talk, you're going to kind of relate to the story in a way, because one of the things that is magical about my talk is that look, the world is the way it is every day of the year. But for a few hours each day or a few minutes, depending on how much you interact with us, you can, I don't want to say escape, but you can leave that world behind and come laugh and enjoy the lighthearted side of life. Right? I think a lot of people would say that's why they listen. I think in, in the same way, a lot of people watch a show like Dancing with the Stars to just kind of tune out for a little bit and kind of get away from the cares of the world. Appreciate art. Exactly. And, or just be, you know, superficial and like, I don't like that outfit or, you know, like just (laughs) really be petty. Or boy, they have no rhythm. Totally. Exactly. (laughs) You can be petty. Like we were making fun of Nancy Grace farting on Dancing with the Stars. Whatever floats your boat. Okay. So Tom kind of, that's what he felt about Dancing with the Stars. That's what he thought made it magical. And he talked about that as a wonderful escape from the state of the country at that time. Well, he had expressed as much when they were talking about the next season of Dancing with the Stars contestants and like thought that producers and showrunners were on board to like, let's avoid casting anyone that's going to be overtly political. Right? Oh, yeah. I know what you're going to get into here. Yes. And he uh, essentially they all he thought they were all on the same page. But then he says he got a phone call from the showrunner 
and another producer who were like, okay, here's gonna, or here's the list for the next season. You know, I don't even know who it was. Charo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Simone Biles, Simone Biles. I, was she actually on that season? I, I don't know. I think so. But moral of the story it was like a bunch of people, right? Like all the typical suspects. And then one of the showrunners or the, the former showrunner says to him, you might want to sit down for this, Tom. And he was like, why? And then they told him that ex-White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, the former press guy for the president at the time, spicy, uh, was going to be cast. Now, Tom's like, I don't care who the political person is, but I thought we talked about like no politics, right? And so he says, um, hey, uh, this is exactly what we said we weren't going to do. I don't think we should go there. You know, this is not the right time. Let's play to our strength. Be the show that gives people a break from all this BS. Right. He didn't say BS. He said the naughty word. And then the television, um, you know, the the producer and the showrunner pushed back, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I think they were far more concerned with eyeballs on their program. Yeah, whatever they could do. He was like, well, look, here's a compromise. I'll take the season off. You can have Sean Spicer on and we'll both win. And he says, essentially, at that point, he knew things were probably not going to go well for him. Mm -hmm. And people started getting real icy and distant. And it wasn't shortly thereafter uh, that he found out that, frankly, um, he was not coming back. And he basically says, he goes, I wrote, and and then he wrote a statement, and I think a lot of people might remember that statement about yeah. uh, what they did. He did not tell producers that he was going to do that. And he was like, at that point, honestly, I didn't care because they had already done me dirty, essentially. And so I was just going to be clear about what I, and he thought he had been very judicious and magnanimous in his statement he wasn't overtly accusatory or I mean everybody knew that Sean Spicer was on it wasn't a shock you know so him making the statement it wasn't like oh this is going against protocol yeah it's out there in the world yeah and he I mean he says at the time like they're the producers they can make the choices they want to make but ultimately I just didn't think this was the right thing. And he said he and Aaron Andrews, he's, he's like, we were probably the only people who got, who had more fun getting fired from a show because they kind of just embraced, you know, they were like, well, this is our, you know, this is on our, we're on our way out. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. And he just, I don't know. I appreciated the candor and the attitude because truly, and, and I think he was probably proved right. Because do you remember what happened to Dancing with the Stars after that season? Yeah, it was awful. Tyra Banks was the one and only host. It was she taken was off all... network television. Oh, right. And But Tyra was like, it was all Tyra all the time. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, audience went down. Like, I, yeah. I think people truly, was he was absolutely right. People tune into that show. Like, sure, they probably got some eyeballs because they did a controversial pick, right? Uh, that they pick want... somebody overtly political. Yeah, it wasn't Don't like... Don't mind me, I'm just going to fix my mic while you talk. Um, It was like, I wanted to give her a chance, and, you know, it's it's tough to, you know, criticize a woman who is powerful and, you know, successful and trying to do a thing, but it was like, ah, it just wasn't good. It was so cringy. Oh, you're talking about Tyra? Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, this is not... And then people agreed, you know? Uh, so 
it was just an unfortunate turn. And people knew all about him, you know, leaving the show. How unceremoniously they just kind of kicked him off. And people are like, we like them. Those are like our, we feel like we know them. Don't just let people go. Though They're not replaceable, you know. It's like if Pat and Vanna were just gone one day, you know. That's the way it Although felt. Although Pat being gone, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> Sure. Now, yeah. Uh, anyway, no. I I think again the the sort of when people think they know better in the moment, um, somebody with as much experience as Tom Bergeron has had, like I I, I would be very quick as a producer or someone involved behind the scenes. I'd be very quick to listen to somebody who has that amount of experience and to take them, you know, to take their input, especially if they're part of as much of the success of the show as he was for sure. But you know, some people think they know. Well, yeah, you, I mean, trust there. Like how many times do we come across people like they think they've, you know, reinvented the wheel and you're like, well, did they again? I would say that like anybody here, if they were like, you know what we're going to do, let's pick our favorite politician. And, um, I don't even want to like come up with a scenario, right? Like <laughs> I, know, I don't even like, know what we it would just, be. We just know like what works and what doesn't work. And it's not that the world doesn't exist around us. There are all sorts of things we could talk about on a daily basis, but but that's not what we do. The Mm-mm. magic, I think, of what we do is give people a place away from that yeah, for a respite for five minutes. For sure. So I think everybody back to them and like good for you for standing for what you believe in. So they just, you yeah. know, I'm sure that it's not cool to lose your job, but. Yeah, well, but I, I feel like it's much easier to leave your job knowing, and he talks about that too in this podcast episode. It's much easier to leave something when you know you're doing it on the right terms mm-hmm. or you're on your own terms, right? Yes, yes. Hey, when we come back, dear listeners, if you didn't know it, Britney Spears' memoir is out and um, you should go get your copy immediately and read about it. One of the people that's mentioned in that memoir is Jason Alexander, not the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> no, but the like 55 hour ex uh, or 55 hour husband of Britney Spears. And Don, you're going to share a story with us. He has responded to Britney's characterization of him and their marriage mm-hmm. in the book. Yes. And you'll tell us what he has to say when we come back right here on my talk. One Oh seven one. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. If you have not put your 2023 benefits to good use, now is the time. Why? Because you've been paying for those dental benefits all year, and typically they run out at the end of the fiscal year. So that's uh, the calendar is, oh gosh, it's already the end of October. So go ahead, give Dakota Dental a call. Get those appointments on the calendar. You can even schedule them for months in advance. So if you want to do them in December, although like, Come on, you're going to be busy. I know you are. So go ahead and get it on the calendar now. Then you don't even have to think about it. You'll get to use the rest of your 2023 benefits at one of the best dentists in the Twin Cities. I know that because that's where I go. Super convenient to the Metro, right there in Apple Valley. And if you've got questions about implants or other procedures, they are truly the premier dental implant specialist in Minnesota. Ask those questions when you pick up the phone and call Dakota Dental. DakotaDental.com. Don't forget to tell Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Brittany's book came out yesterday, and people are reacting. People that are in the book, you know, some things from Brittany's perspective are not that favorable. 
to those people because she's telling the truth. Mm. She had a romance with a childhood friend. His name is Jason Alexander, but um, not from Seinfeld. Not that Jason Alexander. This was just a dude that she knew from her hometown. She started hanging out with again, and um, she pointed out that, you know, they were both drunk when they went to Vegas and got married, and that she was bored at that time in her life and intoxicated, and that for sure, 100%, it was not love. She did not love him. She literally says in the book, she's like, let me be clear, because a lot of people have come up to me and said, like, you guys were in love or did you love him? And she's like, I was incredibly lonely and bored or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just honestly very drunk and probably in more general sense at that time in my life, very bored. Yeah. And she just keeps it as clean as that. And you can imagine that stung a little. It <laughs> did. Because I think Jason might have had other thoughts. Well, Jason... Alexander, it turns out, over after all of these years, as we know, when she married Sam Asghari, he was the one that showed up at her residence, her mansion, and somehow got by security and into the house. He was thinking that she needed to be rescued from this marriage. That yeah, it was he's something, had some issues. This person has issues, and I think he has been overly fixated on the relationship he had for 55 hours before they got divorced, that that marriage has probably changed the course of his life. And he was holding on to this thing that they had. I'm just filling in the blanks here because why would you show up to her house? This is post conservatorship. So she's not under anyone's control anymore. She's just getting married. So he even had a knife, and he did not get into her bedroom, but he was in the house. Then she fired her security team, which, of course, you should. Uh, But that was a scary moment, and we're like, what is happening? Oh, my gosh, this guy has been arrested. So that's what we know of him, and then he got married to Brittany. Well, people, you know, TMZ uh, reached out and asked, hey, what do you think about Brittany saying that you guys weren't in love? You know, they need a story. They need headlines. Yeah. That's and, su- such a kind thing to reach out and be like, hey, you know, it's just like y- you really do. Look, we this is our lives. We eat, breathe and sleep tabloids on a regular basis. But it is still jarring when you listen to her tell her story. And then you see TMZ. They're still doing the same things, man. Mm. They're still doing the same things. Calling people up and being like, hey, this person said something to make you look sound like a jerk. What do you feel about? Are you do you feel like a jerk? And you're like, wow, that's nice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not here to defend Jason Alexander, but you can't understand that anybody who's caught. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What up in this? It just has to be like, for the love of God. Yeah, so, so they called him up. He says that her account of them being drunk and just bored, it's BS because they were absolutely in love and mm. weren't boozing. Okay. But the wedding officiant described them that way in an interview. He said, I mean, he or she said, oh, yeah, they were drunk. Which, why do you marry people that are seem drunk? I mean, in Vegas, you just not care. You're like, all right, pay your $69. I feel like at a certain point when you're in that job, you've seen it all, and you're like, look, they're adults. Maybe they are in love. Who am I to judge? Yeah. I would be like, are you sure you want to do this? You seem drunk. (laughs) But then you're arguing with a drunk person, and let me tell you, that's (laughs) you're always going to lose. Just do do the wedding, lady. So Jason says they've been friends since childhood, and he still cares for and loves her. But he adds he'd never buy her memoir and would only accept a copy if it was signed. Okay. Still an obsession. Yeah, this is... Sorry. Then he would sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah, yeah. So this is why I also dislike, I'm going to use a kind word, TMZ, because now, like, now you're just poking now you're the dr- hornet's nest yes. with a guy who's already, like, attacked her. And disturbed. And has some issues. So stop it. Because um, this these are real people. And also, we don't need him showing up at her house again. And you know what he's going to say. And then they asked him, what do you think about the abortion she had with Justin? Great. What? Who cares? God, What do why? you think? Um, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying no, I'd, so, I would turn it around to TMZ. What do you think? Yeah. In his opinion, in Jason's opinion. Great. This should be good. He says that that was a horrible decision to have an abortion. And Great. he believes the two would have had enough money to raise a kid okay. and get help as well. Okay. Then they said, what do you think about her nude photo posts and how she barely wears anything on Instagram? He says he sees it as childish behavior from a mm. mother. Yeah. And he believes that Justin cheated and then broke up with Brittany in response to her cheating. Oh, so he sounds think, very mature. So he, you just, so. <laughs> sounds he, very mature. So you read tabloids. That's what you said. And yeah. now you're giving your opinion on what he someone can do with their body. Because she cheated on him. Yeah, and you're like, we, okay, 16? so you read all the tabloids, and then I don't care what you think about her Instagram and what she chooses to post. It's her body, and yeah. for God's sake, she's been controlled yeah. her whole life. So if she Two wants things to can be, be nude true at the, the same beach, time, and they can all be uncomfortable. Yeah. She can still be on her own journey, and we pray for her, and also, none your business. Mind your own business. Yeah, but I TMZ, think actually Britney sang those words to him directly. Done your business? No, wait, let me do it for you. Mind your business, bitch. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Wow. By the way, in the book that Michelle Williams reads, everybody today is freaking out about the like impersonation. Have you heard it? That Michelle Williams does of Justin Timberlake when he meets Genuine. No. And they talk about how he like adopts like like I would call it African-American vernacular English, AKA they call it a black scent that yes. Justin changes the way he speaks. And her impression is Michelle Williams. Justin is getting roasted all over for good reason. 
online because of that performance. Because Britney's like, he was trying way too hard. And she writes down like how he like Ooh. introduces himself to Genuine. <laughs> no. And it is so oh, embarrassing. So cringe. Oh God. Anyway, one of my Michelle Williams peeves. gets more. She's gonna she, Oh, also, is it true? Because I read this, Mike, and you should have all the answers. I don't know. I have all the answers. What's I just up? don't want to Google it right now. But that she, if she got like a, what would you get for this? An Emmy? Not an Emmy. No, no, no. What do you get for Grammy? Grammy. 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 Yeah. Thank you. If she got a Grammy for this, that would get her the EGOT. You know, Michelle Williams. Her performance reading this oh, book. Oh, that's wonderful. Because you can get Grammys for, for sure. audiobooks. Somebody oh gosh, said that she, she would get an EGOT if she got one for this. And I oh. thought that would just be so delightful. Oh, that's anyway. Funny. I'm going to download the book. I'm. I know that it's coming today in the mail. You can have both. But I can have both. Mike? Uh, no. Okay. She only has an Emmy so far. Damn. Damn. Uh, she does not well, have an Oscar. She egg. does not have a... She she would have had the nomination EGOT okay. if she got nominated for one. Because she has been nominated for a Tony. She's been nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And she has won an Emmy. So, okay. Um, she's on be, her way. Yeah. Let's get her a, a nomination EGOT. Let's get her a Grammy. Yeah, and then it'll be easy for her to get an Oscar. She's so good. Totally. Michelle Williams, we love you. Also, Tony. Jason, mind your business. When we come Don't back. Don't pick up the phone. T- no, TMZ, stop calling. Thank you. Stop calling him. When we come back, Don, you've got dreams. I do. You can interpret them. Yes. I dreamt about Brittany. I have, actually have a dream I'm going to share that I had yesterday, and oh, you'll be nice. able to interpret it. Okay? Fun. All right. We'll do that when we come back right here on my talk. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works, BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team have been over in St. Anthony for over four decades. And there's a reason they're still doing their thing, keeping vehicles safe and in tip-top shape. Because they love what they do and not only are they passionate about it, they're really good at it too. You know what? One of the things I appreciate about bringing my vehicle into Tom and his team at Boulevard is they're going to explain in plain language exactly what's going on with my car. They're not going to talk over my head. They're not going to patronize me. They're going to explain and make sure I understand uh, the work that they have done and that it's necessary. They're not going to take you for a ride at Boulevard Auto Works. So when you're figuring out where to bring your vehicle for scheduled maintenance or if there's anything uh, wrong with your car, just give them a call. BLVD Auto Works. Dot com. They really do make it that easy. And if you mention my talk, you're going to get a free maintenance and safety inspection. Boulevard Auto Works, wherever you're going, they're going to help get you there. <laughs> the Adventures like, of Bradley and Don. My talk. 1071. Guys, thank you for being here. Um, hopefully, you had a nice, restful sleep. What? And you dreamed a lot of dreams. Oh, last night, not like five minutes ago. Oh, sure. If you took a nap at work. Congratulations, you did it. You got away with it. They paid you to sleep. Isn't that great? All right, let's get into dream interpretation. We're, we're basically... I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was naked at work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. Where else can you go? You go for dinner, you go to a show, you what go dancing. <laughs> oh my gosh. What my is happening? Don, you like dreams, right? I do. I do like interpreting you like dreams. To I interpret do interpret them. Yeah, Wednesdays at 1 like Yes. And you had a dream last night. Even. I did. And you guys will be able to interpret it. Okay. Wow, we're going to play the home game. Okay, Mike, yeah, it's up to us. Quick. I'm ready. 
Because you know what happened in the last 24 hours in my life. You do. do. You'll know once I say it. So I was um, at a large barn-type location, and my family was there. A barn. But my sisters were... you inside? I was inside the barn. Okay. My sisters were there, but they were little. My mom and my sisters. Okay. I had just purchased an old-ass Camaro... And it, I was like, I ho- it was for less than $2,000. I needed a car that, and I'm like, I hope this runs. And it had graffiti all over it. Mm. I didn't need to know the graffiti. I need you to keep it brief. Okay, no adjectives, no descriptive <laughs> words. Yes. She does that all the time. She's like, no details. Well, I think it's important to know that there's graffiti because it looks like it's not, it does, it's not in good shape. So it's a ramshackle. It's a. It's like, this is not a great car. A clunker. Okay. Mm. Then I noticed that two bears are trying to get inside Oy. the barn. Bears inside the barn. I try to shoo the bears out because Animals they're threatening. Are habits. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So I encountered the bear, a big bear, and I crouched down, and the bear had its teeth over my head. Oh, that's not good. It was almost gonna, and I had to be very still, and it was threatening me, and it had its claws, it was clutching me, yeah. and it had its its mouth over my head, and yeah. I was just a fraction. I figured it out away from getting. My head being eaten. What is that about? You were having a migraine. Thank you. (laughs) That's the nap dream I had. Yeah. So what's the car? Well, the car, I forget. Cars are like knowledge or something or subconscious. No. That's a plane. Your body? Cars are your body. Okay. So, but you were you in the car? No, I was just looking at a car. Your body felt clunky. Yes. I'm like, (laughs) is this thing even going to run? But you were doing something that that you were like trying to get away from. So a habit that was trying to overtake you. So you would think that the bear is the migraine, but actually the bear is a habit I have when I have a migraine, which is I'm scared. I'm afraid of my migraines. Oh. And I have a mental habit of being afraid of what's coming okay and so my soul is saying don't yeah i mean it hurts yes but i just don't know how bad it's going to be and so i get kind of locked up and even like more freaked scared. out yeah, yeah that's what it's, it's about the kids in the dream my little sisters those are those are younger versions of yourself no I don't know. those are that? new ideas those are oh. ideas that are not little fully baby formed ideas okay. yeah that i cannot get to because i am in fear of the migraine look at that she just solved her own dream mike you were no help I was no help. No, I did had you no ha- clue. Did you have any ideas? I didn't. Everything she said made a lot of sense, though, so okay. it's good. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to take in all of these uh, lessons you teach us every Wednesday and apply it to my own life. Come through. Trying to come through. <laughs> okay, let's do a dream from Rachel. Rachel! Okay, so then I should probably pull out my dreams here. Hey, Dawn, mm-hmm. says Rachel. Mm-hmm. I would say Dear Dawn. That's just preference, but... Go for it, Rachel. Um, No, she didn't say any of that. Dawn, I had a crazy (laughs) dream. I need your help. In my dream, my mom held a graduation party for me. And at the end, after I left, she was proposed to by a man. A man who I had no idea she was dating. In my real life, my parents are still married to each other. The rest of the dream, we were at an old campground. And there was drama about me not knowing who this guy was and how my mom doesn't understand me. It's not about your mom or the husband. That's right. Yes. So your mom in a dream, that represents your, that is your inner authority and yourself as a creator. The dad in your dream, which you have a substitute dad, is 
That is your subconscious mind, and you're feeling like mentally you haven't been yourself. Mm. Okay, so not knowing who this guy is and seeing how it's like shaking up the current real situation, like where's my real dad, things like that. That is just you acknowledging that you have this this inner authority inside of you that's that you're not really familiar with. Like you're just not familiar with this way of thinking that is you. Okay, it's the way that you you bring things out into the world and create things. So you're just unfamiliar with that. And it's a little scary, but it's like new things are to come. So don't resist change. It only adds to yourself. It doesn't change who you are. Don't resist change. Yep. So that's what it is. All right, Rachel, hopefully that was helpful. You Mm -hmm. want another dream? Yes. This is from Chris. Chris says, dear Don, my husband and I, few, my husband and I, and few family members were going to a small outdoor concert or play in a park. A dog rescue was there, and I had to go meet the dogs I was going to go foster. I unknowingly committed to fostering two dogs, and we were leaving for a trip in a couple days, so I was very upset about it all. (laughs) I needed to go tell my husband, then the dream ended. Okay. So uh, you were at an outdoor concert, which if you dream about music, you're dreaming about harmony within yourself. So you had, you were having a good old time, just enjoying life. And then you started to pick up a couple of habits. Mm. So you have a couple of new habits, habits. This, these could be good or bad. It's just something that you don't even remember. Like, how did I adopt these things, these habits that are now a part of my life? Um, and you feel kind of like they're, stopping you from going on your journey because you said you're going on a trip and you need to tell your husband, which is you're trying to commune with your subconscious mind about it. So what are those new habits that you adopted when everything was just hunky dory, Chris? All right. Maybe it was clipping her toenails in public. Could be. I mean, our brains are very dramatic. We, we sometimes get carried away with them and it's like a whole cinematic experience. Or it could be drugs. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> okay. No, it's probably not drugs. Okay. <laughs> Those would probably not be cute little dogs. Those no. would be big, terrifying <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn has an e- uh, a dream for you, Don. Would mm-hmm. you like to hear it? Yeah. Lynn says, Dear Don, I was walking through the jungle carrying a very large snake in a canvas bag. The snake was my pet, but I realized I had gotten too big. It rather had gotten too big, and I needed to release it. I hiked along a river and came across a large party of men and women with their children and dogs. They were fishing. I set down my bag and the snake crawled out. A couple teenage boys and their dogs suddenly descended on my snake, tearing it, tearing into it with knives. Ooh! Mm. When I approached one of them, he said he needed it for Christmas presents. What? Mm. I grabbed him by the hair and dragged him over to his parents to tell him what he'd done. Wow. That's intense. Okay. So, Lynn, you are a very creative person because there are some animals that mean other things in dreams. There are very few, but one of them is a snake, and the snake represents your creativity. Oh. Some people can be afraid of their creativity. Some people get distracted by it. But uh, you Who has a dream about a snake and is like, this is fun? Uh, well, she did. She oh, that's it right. It was a pet. Bag. It oh was my like God, a pet. I would be freaking and she, out. It was getting too big. So she's like, uh, so during your day, what's happening is that 
you're very creative and you want to use your creativity, but you feel like the only times that you are able to use it, it's sort of fractured and given away to other people or maybe your work. And you're like, I just want to paint when I go home, but I'm too exhausted. Yeah, That's a good example of what this dream represents. So you feel like your creativity is being used in ways. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is that you wouldn't choose to use it and it's being pulled apart. So interesting, but it's also can be overwhelming because you're very imaginative and creative. Yeah, that is very interesting. I've never, I don't know that I've ever dreamt about snakes before. There must be other ways to dream about creativity. If you're like a snake, a phobe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can feel in your waking life, you can feel one way about things. And then when you're dreaming, it can be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, um, Dawn, thank you for those dreams. Now, if listeners have dreams of their own they would like you to interpret, what do they need to do? All you need to do is go to mytalk1071.com, go to our show page and find my email. Keep it about a paragraph long so you don't need to tell me, like, the color of a dress or, you know, what things smelled like to you or those kind of things, nouns and verbs, basically. What happened and who was there? Fabulous. What were you doing? Dawn. Thank you so much for all the dreams that you've interpreted today. And listeners, if you have any feedback for Dawn about the dreams that she interpreted, send it her way. She loves to get emails. Yes. If I do say so for herself. When we come back, (laughs) Dawn, we uh, here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, that's the name of our show, Mm. are going to be talking about your favorite holiday, Halloween-y. In fact, you recorded some EVPs. Do you want to tell people what those are? Electronic voice phenomena. And uh, you did this in different places that are haunted, mm-hmm. and you're going to play them for I'm us. I'm going to so play, play some actual hauntings. Actual haunted voices. Ah! <laughs> Is it going to sound like this? Does it ghosts have gas? That's oh really man. No, it isn't. It's going to be words. Ooh, all right. How did you come across Stinkholes, girls? When we come back right here on My Talk 1071. <laughs> You're listening to My Talk 1071. This is uh, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, that's Mike Ganger. And I am Dawn McLean. It's Halloween season. Ooh. My favorite time of Ooh. year. Busiest time of year. I'm on a paranormal team, yeah. and throughout the year, primarily we help people. They contact us if they think their home is haunted or their business is haunted, and we go in and we do investigations, which are private. Doesn't have to be released to the public at all if you don't want to. And uh, we determine through scientific methods whether or not we think their house. Has something interesting. So, do in you it. literally at the end of the experience when you do all your uh, analysis, reveal, et cetera, yeah. like you just like pull out a paper and your house is haunted? <laughs> we never, do, we don't ever go. 
House is haunted and get a big red stamp that says haunted. That'd be kind of no. awesome. But you should. I think you should, you know. <laughs> well, our thing, our thing is that we don't feel like there are any answers in this world about paranormal. If there were, then we would be all doing something completely different with our lives, I think. So we're, we never know. We just say we can't explain these things because since we use scientific methods, we want to rule out and we're skeptical first. And we try to find out if it could be something that is not paranormal first. So, so that's very isn't that kind of boring? I but appreciated it's, no, the, seriously, though, the uh, disclaimer. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we just want to hear the ghosty noises. OK. All right. Well, Trust me. All right, so Paranormal, uh, Twin Cities Paranormal Society, we will be at the Lexington Restaurant, and uh, we did an overnight stay this year and gathered some evidence, and I was just going through some things, and I found this EVP. This is when we're setting up in the ballroom, which is where the events will happen this weekend, which, by the way, you can still get tickets to. Now, when you say EVP, that is what again? That is an electronic voice phenomenon. So this came through the actual camera. Um, this is just supposed to, you know, be recording what you see. But it picked up uh, this. First, you'll hear me and you'll hear Tony, one of the members of, of the group. And then at the very end, you will hear a voice. Just okay. to uh, clarify, which number do you want to start with? Um, this is, it should say, um, Lexington. Okay, gotcha. Here we go. Yeah. Unwind and... Gotcha. Get it? A little bit of... The heck was that? (laughs) Exactly. So... Sounded like a sneeze. Did a ghost sneeze from the other side? I don't think so, but it's so loud that it actually... Can we hear it again? Yeah. Unwind and gotcha. Get it? Yes. It's the same voice there. A little bit of. It's like. Um, I think it says they're coming. What? Okay, now I gotta hear it again. At the very end, yeah. What did you hear? The same thing. Yeah, they're They're coming. coming. Yeah. (gasps) Unwind and gotcha. Get it? Ew, that's creepy. <laughs> I didn't hear I that it. until you said it. It's so loud. That's unusual. Usually, because it actually speaks before that too in the middle there. Yep. But I, I don't know what it's something, saying. Something. Yeah, it's like, like that's what you're doing, or get out of there, or something. I don't know what it says. But the end seems very clear. It's so loud that it it echoes in the room. But we don't hear it with our own ears. You know what I mean? Like, so you didn't hear that until you went back and watched the tape. No, you don't hear it. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, "Did something? Did someone say just something?" And then you'll listen back, and it's like, "Yeah, you heard." I have kind of supersonic ears sometimes. Yeah. Um, especially for like saying my name, I'll be like, "Something just said my name," and then you'll listen back to the recording, and it's like, "Hey, Don." (laughs) Kind of creepy. Anyway, that's exciting. You can get tickets to that event. Friday or Saturday or night. Or not. Some people listening are going to be like, don't, I ain't going anywhere near <laughs> That's that. That's just one of the things that we found this year. What else and then did we, you hear? Uh, we talk about just places we've been over the last year and we bring the evidence as well. So it's a whole paranormal cocktail party. You can go to our website and find the tickets there. Um, then this next, these are some of the, some of these recordings. I, I really, since this business is no longer open for paranormal stuff, it's turned into something else. 
I'm just going to leave out where we caught these EVPs. Because you don't I, want people like I just yeah, them. it's not like that's not cool if they're yeah. not into that. Can anymore. we say like what what city it's in or something? Like it's an old building. It's an old building okay. in Minneapolis. Yeah, um, and they used to really be into the paranormal. I'll, I'll just say that these recordings, no, but it was completely silent in there. Okay, so no one was talking at all. And you're just going to hear a voice. Yeah, you can you can pick the uh, the male one first. Okay, um, got it. If you want. Yep. Yeah. What was that? Well, Listen who knows? Again. Do you hear words? Um, like uh, when you listen to it back, because like I'm having a hard yeah, time. Yeah, and and you know that's just what I think it says is get out of here. Oh, okay. Let's listen. At the again. first, there actually is one of our investigators is talking. So that's your investigator. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty freaky, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then in the same that place. That first one was way freakier. What? They're coming? Well, yeah. When yeah. you said that all of a sudden and then I heard it back, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I could hear that. <laughs> That's one of the many ghosts at the Lexington. Uh, <laughs> there are several. In that same room there's, room, there's a child who will laugh and talk a little bit, too. Okay. So this is the same location. And this is actually, we're just worried about this woman. These are like residual hauntings because it's like sometimes they're intelligent, like the they're coming, like they, they are acknowledging us in the room. But residual hauntings are like something bad happened and it's just like on repeat. Like if people see oh, something or hear terrifying. something over and over again yeah. of a traumatic event. So I'm not really excited about that. Okay, this is this is a woman <laughs> who is Okay. You know. Oh god. Okay. What am Do you want to tell me what I'm going to hear or you want me to hear it and then tell me what I'm going to hear? Um, you know what I mean? Well, see, I don't know like if Power I say Power of suggestion is strong. It so is. let's so just, you just listen. listen. First. I like to have people just listen first, yeah. I heard help me maybe yes help me screamed and then at the end I think she says I've been here so long Mike you're covering your ears I was pushing them harder so I could hear it better. Oh, yeah. I thought you were like, I can't no, no. listen to nope. this. That's no, I love this stuff. Scary. This is, yeah. yeah. Some scary stuff. So you didn't hear that until you no. played it back no. later. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at now, all. Now, here's a question for you. Like, I'm going to be super skeptical. No, please do. Do you have multiple recordings? Oh, or sure. Or do you just record once? Uh, no, Because we I'd have be multiple. curious if you, like, both recordings hear the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question. Like, we'll be in a room and everyone has a recorder going and there's a camera going. But sometimes they only the voices only show up on like two people's recorders. Interesting. And it's like not on the other ones, which what I don't know how to explain that. I really don't. Um, Yeah. And what I do appreciate is that you don't claim to know what's going on. Oh, no. You're just acknowledging that something is going on. We can't explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And. Another thing that le- if we get like a voice like that and at the same time our equipment goes off, that's another indication that just. Well, and I've seen for- that firsthand. It's like it further set kind of not yeah. proves, 
because we really just don't know what it is. We don't know if it's just an imprint of a situation that happened. Well, that's what I found so fascinating when we were in the home overnight for Project Down and Dirty. We you you would ask a question or I would ask a question and then one of you know there's two different things that would happen at the same time and you're like those two things are not connected at all so unless Dawn has some secret string that she has you know tied herself (laughs) I don't care that much like no I was there I saw like there are two different things that reacted at the same time Mm -hmm. and like what's I don't know what that is but something happened. Yeah, something right. happened. Yeah. Ooh, do you have one last one for us? Actually, I don't. Oh, um, okay. I only have three today, oh, no but I have so many. I can bring more tomorrow if you want it. Yeah. Let's listen to some more. <laughs> now, can anybody do this? Like, can I just record anything? Yes, but I will say this. Please do not do this in your own home. Please. Why? I don't do, I don't record in my own home because you can't leave. You cannot, like, <laughs> You know, don't do this yourself. Don't do it in a friend's home either. Well, They're going right. to be real like, angry go, at you. Like, do something where you yeah. go stay in a hotel, which yeah. there are a bunch, bunch of places. I will tell you, I have said since we moved into our home that there is a presence in the home. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a bad presence at all, but it is like in one room of the house, kind of like that experience we had at the overnight house mm-hmm. for Project Down and Dirty. I was in a very specific place, and every time I'm like, "There's just just feels like there's something in here." Yeah, I don't that's know your. What it is. Well, I mean, our best barometer, your best investigator is your body. Like, does are you feeling weird? Yeah, because well, they that's do. Most <laughs> <laughs> but um, we just, if you do feel like there's something that you want us to figure out, maybe what it is, and then we can offer a clearing for you that where we can ask it to leave or at least calm down. So one last time, tell people how they can get in touch with you or get tickets to the event at the Lexington. Okay, go. You can go to our show links page on mytalk1071.com and or you can go to our Instagram. You can find all the information there. Um, The Lexington events are either Friday or Saturday and Malcolm Yards is on Sunday. Fabulous, Dawn. Thank you for sharing that spooky experience. When we come back, not spooky, but equally an experience, our friend Chris Dedman will be joining us to talk about Britney's memoir. It's here. He's here on the other side of this right here on My Talk 1071.